Welcome to another episode of It's Just Pennies. This is the Stock Whisperer. Before you enjoy today's episode, let me just state this. I am not a financial advisor, so if you're looking for financial advice, please seek an investment professional. The episode that you're about to hear is strictly for educational and informational purposes only. Hello, OTCers. On today's episode, first, I just want to state, please, please realize everything I'm about to say is all my opinion and my personal thoughts. I'm a big believer on being transparent, and I want to make that clear as I talk about a variety of topics and give my personal perspective. Now, it's not to convince anyone of anything whatsoever, but I want to get your mental juices flowing open your mind up. If I'm able to encourage, ignite, motivate, or hell, even just get you more confident after this episode, I'm going to consider it a win. If at the end of the episode, none of that happened, well, let me apologize now. I'm just going to have to work to do better by you. And it is what it is. So this week, as we know, some brokers have this silly self-imposed deadline which I touched on on last week's episode and throughout social media platforms, right? So let's level set. In my opinion, by them doing this, it's created a unnecessarily increase of volatility, right? Which I'm going to assume that by all this extra trading, it has created more profit for the brokerage companies that charge these extra fees or that, that charge fees based on per transaction, right? If they shorted stocks, it's now allowing them or it has allowed them to cover. And also being able, it has also allowed them to be able to get significant positions in quality stocks, which will allow them to control the price as it moves up. Again, this is all my opinion, but I could be right. Just maybe, maybe not. But what I have yet to figure out is why in the world does it feel like OTC Marcus is helping them? Now, I have no proof that they are for sure. So what we're going to do is say, let's just call this the stock whisper conspiracy theory. Hear me out. So we know earlier in the year, the OTC markets had this backlog issue, right? Of people trying to get their filings in and meet these SEC deadline. SEC, from my understanding, if my memory serves me right, the deadline dates change what it felt like to help OTC market companies get more time to get current. And yet six months, five months, four months, I can't remember exactly the dates. The issue still exists. Now, a lot of companies are waiting, right? They've, you know, you got to pay fees for these filings. So it's not cheap. Some are waiting for their access, right? To upload these files to get current. And the more and more it gets dragged out, the more volatility as people sit at our knees. For some, they've even been told last minute they need another document that been to be uh, completed. A document that they never had to complete before, right? But now all of a sudden, OTC Marcus wants this document completed. By doing this, in my opinion, it could raise a red flag, right? It could make people feel uneasy. Oh man, they, they're not organized. They can't do it in time, right? Uh, They said it was going to be done by this date. Now they forgot a document and now they're not meeting the deadline. You know, it's creating a bad perception in the public eye. On top of that, imagine submitting submitting your filings in, right? You have your attorney letter. You have your 
at the last leg, you know, that last lap to being current. So now you can announce the acquisitions, the mergers you've been communicating and working on. You've been transparent with the company. And then the OTC markets comes and slaps this pro, tells you that your lawyer is prohibited at the last minute, right? So you've been working months. They've been getting it and they've been seeing these names fly across all these companies and there was no issue. Nothing was said. But all of a sudden, what feels like the 12th hour, now we have this prohibited lawyer list. So it's now putting these companies at a scramble, thus creating more chaos, thus creating more volatility, which means brokerages are now charging more fees for you to transact. Now, they're not forcing your hand to transact, right? You can, you know, weather the storm, have patience, uh, especially for those that you have identified as quality stocks. But some people just don't like having money sit around and watch it fluctuate without the ability to buy and sell. So it's understandable. But it just sounds a little fishy. It feels a little fishy, right? That somebody or something or someone might be getting paid or being put in a position to come out with a large bag of green. Again, I don't know why it feels like they're all of a sudden working for these brokerage companies or whatever, but it does feel fishy. I'm not, I don't have any proof that they are, right? And I don't know how the whole filings process work, but I know these last second changes, things of that nature just doesn't seem right. So it's something that definitely needs to, um, I want to say be considered, right? So it's something that you may need to consider as you're holding a ticker, right? It's if a company feels like it's being pulled around by OTC markets, maybe that company is so qualified and they have so much quality and they have things coming up that OTC or the brokerage companies are trying to, you know, get their position. And one of the ways is getting their position is creating these uh, these deadlines, right? The creating this unnecessary last minute changes, these prohibited lists that just come out all of a sudden when for months companies have been working on their filings and getting current. But for the past three weeks, I've literally described what has been going on and what will happen. And for the most part, I feel like I've been right. People have panicked, so they, they have lost money chasing things. Pumpers have have adapted, right? They they learn how to manipulate those who refuse to learn. Let me give you an example, right? For a while, pumpers would front load triple zero stocks, send out a tweet, send out an update in chat groups, right? Pump old news, and then a lot of people go in and buy them, buy those stocks, which allows pumpers to, to sell and get out. But lately people have started to smarten up and that way of working based on the complaints that I'm saying by certain people, it's just not working anymore. But then this week came and they found out a new method, right? So we have this thing where it's called IQ access, where companies who have been waiting to get current, they basically are given access to upload their files, which in an ideal world is perfect, right? But with pumpers, and these manipulators are doing now is 
companies that already had IQ access for a long, long time ago, or even 60 days, 30 days, they're making it seem like they just now got it, right? So stocks that have been front loaded, they're pushing off that all of a sudden IQ access is here today, filings are coming. But if that company already had IQ access for 30 days, 60 days, possibly, that doesn't necessarily mean filings are coming today, right? Now, there are some where I think it was MONI, they just got the IQ access and they uploaded those filings, boom, right? And you're able to see certain things. But then you have some of these other companies, and I'm not going to throw out the tickers out there because, you know, I just don't want to be sued. But they've already had IQ access for a while and pumpers actually threw those tickers out to make it seem like filings were coming right away and people are still waiting for those filings. The stock moved. Those who front loaded the stock were was able to now sell as other people bought in thinking filings are actually coming right away. How is being made seem? Now, you might be asking like, how do you know if a stock is front loaded, right? Especially using this new IQ access method, because you're really going to see this probably for the next month, right? Because the end of September is when the, the deadline becomes effective. So if someone says stock ABCD just now has IQ access, what you can do is look at the stock volume in the last 30 to 60 days. If you see there's certain days where the volume is drastically increased compared to other days, chances are that company already had access and groups have front loaded that stock and is now pushing it to make it seem like it's happening right now. Now, I'm not throwing darts and saying people, uh, I'm not going to list any names because, again, I don't have that proof and say Jimmy John did it for sure. But it seems a little fishy when certain stocks are now being pushed as IQ access, meaning they now have access to upload the files. But the volume of being front loaded was already done in advance. Right. So definitely keep that in mind. If you see something that is being pushed as IQ access, you can definitely go look. I would suggest taking time. Look, maybe 30 to 60 days. If the volume isn't there, then chances are the access did happen today. If the volume is there and there's a spike somewhere, chances are they did have access and it was actually during that time when you saw those spikes, right? So that's something you definitely want to keep in mind because that's going to be the new way for this next month where people can get manipulated, right? And get caught chasing runners that may not even really be runners. So... I'm putting that out there because I want you to literally avoid being manipulated, right? Use this time to find that DD, right? Use this time to do your own research, find quality stocks, and hopefully you didn't panic sell, right? For certain stock tickers, by the time this episode comes out, you probably either kept it or you sold it. And if you sold it, depending on your broker, you're not going to be able to get back into that stock until they actually are current. Now, the bad news behind that is by the time they're current, there's a lot of other brokers who don't have these silly self-imposed deadlines that are going to allow clients to buy, buy, buy. So by the time the stock ticker is now current, 
you will then be buying at a much premium price, right? You will be buying much higher versus if you feel confident in a stock, just hold it, right? Add the dips. Hopefully you added the dips, right? Because since this is coming now and depending on who your broker, it doesn't even matter next week when it's out that Monday comes, you either held and you decided to weather the storm or you sold and you're sitting on the sidelines and, and you're going to wait to see what comes up and what happens next. So hopefully by the time that this episode comes out, you have actually positioned yourself to maximize your gains versus ruining your opportunity to maximize your potential gains. I say this because if you got out thinking you're going to be able to get back in when it's current, then you're putting yourself at risk of not being able to get in in a timely manner, right? Think about it this way. If brokers are struggling to process ticker changes when they happen, in a timely manner, how are they going to be able to upkeep when a company gets current to allow you to buy it in a timely manner? Just food for thought. I'm not saying they can't, but history says there's going to be some kind of delay for the retail investor. Now, in the back end, you might have all the other people or companies or hedge funds or uh, anyone else able to buy, but Chances are, if your broker um, has these self-imposed deadlines, you may may be affected more than you really think when stock tickers that you're in or was in become current and start releasing news. Hopefully, you're not impacted, but we got to, you know, be realistic. It may happen. Now, I want to transition somewhat. Not too long ago, I did a podcast episode on understanding and knowing your why because it is important to know that for times like this when you're struggling when you can't figure it out right to go back and know why you're even doing this in the first place and understand why you're doing it but now I'm going to ask you how bad do you really want it whatever it is now when I ask that question some may say I want it very bad right that's the typical answer I want it more than life more than anything in the world. But what if I told you it may require you to have sleepless nights? As you heard on the last episode, it may require you to lose a few million dollars. Or maybe your first 10, 15, 20 buys are red and the stock is down and just haven't moved yet. It may even require you to take time to educate yourself so much that you can't partake in things you used to do, like go party, right? Or have those friendly gatherings because you're too busy learning how to trade, you're learning the OTC, and you're learning something that can potentially put you in a better position. So again, I am going to ask, how bad do you want it? So many of us want to win, but we are not willing to do what it takes, right? Or we want to win, but we don't want to do so much risk or take that risk where if we fail, we have to start over. That is why some people try to follow pumpers, right? And hey, if they put out a ticket, I'm just going to buy it because whenever they buy it, whatever they say, there's volume there and I can just follow them. Or, or we try to come up with some formula, right, that spits out tickers 
without actually doing DD, right? So we get these computerized formulas that might say volume times price, you know, in this range, I want to know these tickers, but you're still not taking time to do that DD, right? We're just trying to, you know, figure out how to cut corners. And that may not be the best idea, right? So the beauty of sports for me is I can use them to relate them to stocks. You know, for example, the biggest thing in youth sports, for whatever reason, is winning the trophy. So, for example, my kids this weekend, they're going to be playing. Most teams they're going to be playing have chosen to play down a grade versus up a grade. I don't know. Go figure. It's the new thing, right? So, realistically, my kids, they may win some games. They may lose some games. So, on the outside looking in, right, the team that, you know, they're playing with, Many people might be like, oh, man, they didn't win the trophy, so they failed, right? But if you look deeper, did they really fail if, one, they're playing older kids, and two, they're learning how to deal with adversity, right? Overcoming diversity. They're learning. They're developing, right? Now, all that plays a role because some focus on the result. Some focus on the process. So for them, the win is actually in being competitive against children that are older, right? It's allowing them to figure it out and be prepared now so when later comes, it truly matters. Versus, on the other side, the team that may win a trophy, depending on which age group, you know, they get to take the cool picture, they get to celebrate. But they didn't have to go through any adversity, right? The odds were stacked in their favor. They had no challenges. They had no obstacles to really overcome. So as they get older, when adversity hits, they're going to be lost because they're used to things going their way. This is what has happened to many of us, right? And I'm going to say us because I'm going to put myself in a lot of people's shoes when it comes to people who invested in November, right? So that November... December and January timeframe, no matter what stock you picked, especially in the OTC world, it felt like it ran. But then the second week of February hit to like the early March and people could not handle it. Accounts went down, the adversity they struggled with. However, those same people who are sticking with it, here we are in August, they're not sweating as much. They've learned how to deal with that adversity. Compared to those people who's decided, hey, I'm going to learn this. And let's say in April, who had success in April, who had success in May, June, July, and then August comes. Now they are in full panic because they never, ever, when it comes to trading, had to deal with that adversity. They were just used to hitting runner after runner after runner. And now... Many people are acting like the older team that chose to play down. You're facing adversity and you want to cry foul. You want to blame others because you are not prepared. So again, I'm going to ask you, how bad do you really want it? Many parents want their kids to be the next Steph Curry, right? The next Kobe Bryant. But a or the next Inky Johnson, right? Football um, guy. But are they willing to watch their kid fail over and over and figure it out? Are they willing to take their kid to practice when they're tired, right? 
Inky Johnson tells a story where his mom would work and then they would get to a place and he would just ask her to tell her to cut on her lights. She was exhausted and he would run sprint after sprint after sprint. You know, that was his motivation. That's how bad he wanted it. His parent wanted it for him. So she was willing to do everything she could to help him overcome adversity. Are you willing to have a red trade after red trade day in and day out and figure it out? Many are struggling emotionally right now because the trading forces you to look in the mirror. And as we become adults, we we get stagnant, right? We get stuck in our ways. So when we're forced to look in the mirror, nine times out of 10, we don't like what we see, right? Some people look in the mirror, they glance away and they look never look in the mirror again. But then you have those people who look in the mirror and they start peeling back those layers and they start figuring out why are they struggling? Maybe it's a lack of discipline. Maybe it's lack of focus. Maybe they just have never been willing to put in that extra time to learn the market. While others who chose to look away, they're focusing on the people on Twitter, the people on social media who just show these big games, right? But they're not showing you what it takes to get there. You just heard an episode earlier this week. He literally said he took a few thousand and made over $2 million quickly. And he lost it even quicker. But his attitude was, I can make it back. And he learned the market and he made it back and has maintained it. We have to do a better job putting things in perspective. When your retirement drop, when your retirement account drops, do you panic? Many do not. So why is it when you see a dip in your account and you've done the research, you've done the DD, you panic? Here's why, in my opinion. When your retirement drops, you can call your financial advisor that's listed on the account and you can place blame on him or her. But when you're handling your own account, right, maybe you gave into fear of missing out. Maybe you just bought in at a bad entry point. You can't pick up a phone and call an advisor. You have to look in the mirror. And if we're afraid to look in the mirror, that's why we're going to panic, right? That's why we stress when the market turns red or it's not working in our favor, because we don't want to take blame for our actions, right? And it's not even a failure because it's sometimes we do have to take losses and it's through those losses you're able to figure it out. And that's why I'm challenging you all. Don't fall in love with the result. Fall in love with the process. And a lot of people have not figured out a process that works for them. So they're constantly on this emotional roller coaster. It is through falling in love with the process that the results become what you desire. Please keep that in mind. And I'm going to say that one more time. It is through falling in love with the process that the results become what you desire. I want to see everybody get the financial freedom that they ever desired, the financial stability that he or she wants. But wanting is not good enough. It's the action behind it. You control your own fate, right? That's the beauty of the market. But that's why some people struggle as well, because for once in their life, they are doing something that they have complete control of. Whereas when you work for a company, right? you know they're going to pay you. Now you're looking yourself in the mirror and say, I determine my own pay, which goes back to accountability, which goes back to discipline and focus. And a lot of people struggle with that. So those who have looked 
the eye in the storm of August and figured out what works. Maybe they chose to hold. Maybe they chose to add to the dips of quality stocks that they are truly that they truly believe in. I believe they're going to be much happier sooner than later as the stories play out these next few months. Those who chose to go in the house, right, and avoid the rain and avoid the storm, they may still have some sunshine. But I think we're going to hear a lot of people complain. Uh, or have deep regrets for, man, I wish I would have just held. Or, man, all I had to do was just add. You know, you, you have a choice. Some chose to go in. Some chose to weather the storm. And we're going to see how it plays out. Only time will tell. But what I'm going to ask everyone to do is put your head down. Keep working. Figure out a routine and a process that works for you, right? I heard Brandon Marshall once say, say sometime that, your routine determines your success, right? So create a championship routine. Create a process that you that allows you to trade at peace and just keep doing it every day. Keep doing it every day. Sometimes you may have success. Sometimes you may not. If you find yourself having less success than you normally, you feel like you should, reevaluate it. See how, see what areas you need to improve in. And eventually it's going to pay off for you. But you got to stop giving up what you want most, right, for what you want right now. Again, you have to stop giving up what you want most for what you want right now. Those are two different things. Some people, they want to be rich, but they won't give up the short pleasures of right now in order to get to what they want most. Maybe the glimpse of maybe your glimpse of success hasn't become clear because your own personal beliefs and actions don't match it, right? You know that it's possible to be successful in the market, but your actions and behind your beliefs don't match. So keep that in mind. You know it can be done, but you're not putting in the work to make it happen. There is nothing that comes out of quitting. I believe in you. I believe in yourself and you got to keep going on. I know for me personally, even during this time, I have been spending time fine-tuning my own skills, not in the OTC, but just making sure I know how to trade it all. Because as the podcast grows, as I cover more and more topics, I can then start introducing the major market topics, right? I can start introducing what to look for in the major markets. And all that's going to do is find help those who already who's already comfortable with their process become even better traders, become even better investors, because now they're going to be able to handle the OTC markets and then handle the major markets. And then you're, they're going to be able to trade it all. Because I can tell you now, the stuff you see in the OTC, the pumps and dumps, the manipulation, it's like that times a hundred when you do the major markets. You're going against hedge funds. You're going against brokerage companies. You're going against algorithms. You're going against computer programs, you're going against millions of people, teams, and groups. And it's just you. So it's important that you figure it out now on this small scale. So when you get to the bigger scale, you're perfectly fine. And emotionally, you're fine. And you just have a level of discipline in your process where it's like, no matter what you're trading, you know, you can nail it, hit your goal for the day. If you want to become a day trader if you're a swing trader, you know how to position yourself, whether it's OTC or a major market. But 
got to look in the mirror and you got to figure out how bad do you truly want it. Now for the ticker of the day. You know what? Just thinking about this, I'm going to hold on to the ticker of the day. I think as we go into September, I want everyone to clear their mind and do the following things. Review your account and understand why you in it. Make sure when you first grabbed it and you first invested, regardless if you're up or down, you're still holding it for those specific reasons. Now, if the catalyst has changed, make sure you still believe in that catalyst of why you're in it. Write down how bad do you want to be successful? I know for me, I'm willing to, when I first started this, I was willing to not eat, sleep, do anything extra that did not add any value until I figured out what was my process, what I was going to do, and how I was going to execute everything. That was my mindset until I figured it all out. What are you willing to sacrifice? Write it down. Post it somewhere. So it's a, it's a reminder on a day in and day out basis. Write down what do you want out of training? What actions do you need to take to get it done? And it's important because if you know what actions you need to take to get it done, you can now hold yourself accountable. And if you have it somewhere you can see it on a regular basis, it's easier to review. It's easier to look in the mirror finally and pull back those layers that are preventing you from meeting your goals, right? From that's preventing you from falling in love with your process, which will eventually get you the results that you want. This concludes today's episode. As always, if you can, please rate, write a review of the platform you are listening to allows you to do so. If you have any questions or topic requests, please email me at pennystockwhisperer at gmail.com. Again, that's pennystockwhisperer at gmail.com. Other than that, have a good day and See you later.